Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, this is episode two, and we are the Fantasy Football Scouts. My name's Rob. I'm with uh, Dan and Scott. And um, today we're going to be covering uh, the running back position. We're going to talk about guys that we really like, guys you should avoid, uh, considered busts, and uh, also some sleeper picks. So, how are you guys doing? So, you know, another another day, another episode, and uh, and uh, you know, I got I got a lot of opinions uh, on uh, on the running back landscape of the NFL. So, yeah, hot, hot takes that, are incoming. That's what you were saying. Yeah. So we're getting into the running backs here, then. Huh? Well, and, uh, you got a you got a rant there, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying to these guys that uh, Scott is well known for his rants. It, it, you know, it really pisses me off because you see all those membership. You know, fantasy football is a very big money maker uh, in the in the industry, especially this time of year. People make a lot of money off new memberships, off of new players, selling those books. And every single one of them are going to give you the exact same effing three players. And there will not be a single one where you will see a differentiation of them. It'll be yeah. Christian McCaffrey, number one, Dalvin Cook, number two, and Derrick Henry, number three. And frankly, you'll probably see Kamara and Barkley, number five. It's always going to be the same. They're never going to do anything different. You, and, won't, see a, you won't see a wide receiver. Until and it really pisses me off because yeah. it doesn't paint a proper picture of, of how the draft should go. I don't understand why no one... Uh, has respect for the receivers. Now, I will say this is because of a personal preference. When I started fantasy football with you guys, it was always very running back heavy. Go get your your Chris Johnsons and your uh, your Arian Fosters, which well, that's what I did, and it was a freaking disaster <laughs> when they were hurt by week one. So I really fell in love with drafting the receivers. I probably shouldn't be telling my uh, fellow opponents this when we get the draft because they'll start noticing. But if you look back on my history, I've fallen very in love with drafting receivers in the first and second round. Um... The biggest misconception that they, they seem to tell you is that running back is really shallow and, and there, are no, uh, there are no workhorse running backs and there are a ton of receivers out there so you can just wait on receiver and you can, you can get them later. And I don't understand that line of thinking. I will tell you right now, you can count them yourselves. The top 12 here go from McCaffrey all the way to Cam Akers. Uh, I don't think Cam Akers, but even, frankly, the second round is loaded, too. There are a ton of quality receivers. I'm looking at uh, Mixon, Sanders, uh, Montgomery, whatever. Um, when I flip over to the wide receiver page, let me tell you, it gets pretty ugly pretty quick after the top 12. There are very few what you can call uh, dynamite elite receivers in the NFL, and it's always been this way. So There's a lot of, there's a lot of dark throws. A lot I of don't dark understand throws. how what do you, uh... the narrative was built is all I'm saying. Yeah. So how how do you feel about going receiver receiver in the first second round? Uh, if you're going zero RB, you better know which 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 uh, wide receivers that you're taking. Yeah. You know, it's not about being zero RB, but you have to understand this, especially if you're a new player. If you draft running backs, bang, bang, there is a very high chance that they're going to get hurt. Season-ending injuries are the most common with running backs. Yes. So I'm yeah. not saying don't do it. Like, everyone's going to do it. You're going to – all your friends are going to do it. It's just the thing that happens. But people do not uh, estimate properly how, how high risk it is to go fully in on running backs and ignore the receivers. And then we're also we're also talking about guys running backs that are coming off of serious injuries as well, right? So it's like, how confident are you that Christian McCaffrey is healthy? Well, or, here, here's the reality. Sorry to cut you off, Rob, but yeah. here's the reality. When a running back goes down, there is a guaranteed replacement on the waiver wire, even yes. for a week. Uh, yeah. They... They will tell you this, but there is no replacement for the receivers when they go down. I have tried. I have happened multiple times. The years where I was dumb enough to draft Odell Beckham with my first overall pick, let me tell you something. Didn't go well for me because once he goes down, there's no replacements for these guys. You're, you can look over all your years and you can look back on your records. You, you will not find guys finding great receivers just magically uh, coming out of nowhere. It do- doesn't happen. And that being said, the guys in our league that usually win, they usually have, you know, Two stud receivers. I go back to what, uh, my championship year. Shout out to Tom who showed me the way when he won it with Antonio and Julio Jones. And I'm thinking like a dick. Why do I have Arian Foster when this guy got Julio in the second round? I felt ripped off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, my championship year too. I had uh, AJ Green and Josh Gordon when yeah. he absolutely went bananas. Yeah, this so, is what I'm know. talking about. Receivers, there's something to be had there. Yeah, we're talking about championship runs. Uh, so, so what year did you win? Uh, we've been twenty fourteen. He won twenty fourteen. I thought it was twenty. I thought it was. Yeah, I could be wrong. But I thought it was twenty fourteen. So our league has been going on. I mean, I should know. I'm the commis- commissioner uh, since two thousand and nine. I believe. Something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's we're we're going on 12, 13 years now. 
Uh, I have another league that I've been doing for a little bit longer, uh, High School Buddies, uh, 2006. And um, I think I've won the championship three times or three or four times in that league. And in our league, which is definitely the tougher league, I've won it twice. And Dan, I know Dan's won it once. Scott has not won it, but... It was a lot of tough years of bad drafting with a little bit of bad luck, but you can't blame it on that when you have real bad drafting, which is what I and had. The competition is fierce. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. We got guys, we got killers in our league, and it is tough, man. Make I, no mistake, though, you can ruin yourself with some bad picks. I mean, I'm talking Arian Foster's, Odell Beckham's, yeah. uh, these the the uh, a quarterback. I took Tom Brady in the first round one year. It, it doesn't go well when you don't do well with your first <laughs> few rounds, at least. So, coming talking about injuries. Uh, uh, what do you think about Saquon? Hundred percent, yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say, by the way, Rob, when you won it, you had Jordy Nelson as your as that big trade you made with with Mike. So you did have uh, serious receivers, yeah. on your team. So the, just so people understand this, that's that's the way it works. You, you beat me in the finals that year because uh, not to not to name any names, but Salim took my guy. That uh, uh, yes, they'll never forget. I will never forget. That's this. neither here nor there. We were just talking about <laughs> how receivers really do bring you to the championship because playoff time comes around. It's hard to have those running backs at one hundred percent health. They get nicked up. That's true. You know? yep. As far as Saquon Barkley goes, I will preface this real quickly. He is on my bust list. I want nothing to do with Saquon. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of his, honestly. I know we've, we've had quite the back and forth in our uh, our chat about Saquon Barkley over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, he could be an electric playmaker. He can get one big play, but you will see a lot of one-yard plays, a lot of negative yards. That might have been a product of how bad the Giants were. Yeah, It is what it is, but... Dan, you you were saying you like uh, Daniel Jones when it came to quarterbacks. So yeah. does that mean uh, you're high on Saquon as well this year? Uh, well, I'm biased because uh, Saquon absolutely uh, destroyed, destroyed me last year going down again against the Bears. Um, you 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 had him on your team last year. I drafted him. Uh, what was it, first first yes, overall? First overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, uh, did not go well. Work out, yeah. so. well. Well, Saquon was bad luck for Dan. I I will say this. Um, I wasn't surprised that Matt lost Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, because here's the thing: people need to understand about running backs. There's actually a lot of art to this, unlike the quarterbacks where you're, you're going on feel. Uh, running backs. There's a few things you need to be re- recognized when you when it comes to running backs, whether you're drafting them early or not. When a guy has or gets near the 400 carry mark, we call that the Le'Veon Bell level. Um, it's dangerous. Uh, actually, originally it was the DeMarco Murray uh, case study. Where the closer you get to 400 carries uh, year over year, it gets really hard to uh, keep up your... Uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that either they don't recover or they're more prone to injury. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like even as great as he is as Derrick Henry, as a big guy as he is, I would not be shocked if he maybe gets hurt this year because of that workload that you yeah. continue to put on your body year over year. If you're very interested in a guy like uh, Derrick Henry who has a lot of miles on him, you can always pivot if he's there and take Nick Chubb, who is very similar to Derrick Henry, actually. We'll, we'll talk about him in a second because I'm definitely really high on Nick Chubb. But the other thing I was going to simply say was that yards per carry is a stat that people should get to recognize because yards per carry is very indicative of if a, a player is doing well or where he's at with his body, his game. Um, it, and, and the magic number is 4.0. If uh, the average uh, running back will gain 4.0 yards per carry, and if they fall under that, it's uh, it's not a good sign of where they're heading or where the team is heading as a productivity is concerned. So it's a bit of a nuanced thing, but these are things you can recognize in running backs. Yeah. So so Nick Chubb, Dan. Yeah, Nick Chubb, number one guy on my uh, on my board. What's gonna hurt you maybe a little bit is that he's not a uh, he's he's not a guy that's gonna catch balls out of well, the backfield. Uh, and when he does, he's not gonna find Pater. He only has two receiving touchdowns. In his career, uh, but uh, what hit, what Kevin Stefanski does, calling plays, we've seen it in the past. He always gets the most out of his running backs, and his do they're they're probably the two best duo in the league, him and Kareem Hunt. But are you concerned about that about Kareem Hunt Kareem Hunt uh, stealing touches? Not at all. No. No, there's enough there's enough ball to go around. Yeah, yeah. No, I like I like Chubb as well for sure. Yeah, Chubb was actually the number one running back on my must-have list as yeah. well. Believe it or not, I'm really, I'm really high on him. You know, and I mean, even over the big three, uh, whatever. You know, uh, uh, McCaffrey, Cook, uh, Henry. Uh, you know, you, when you watch Chubb run, you, this guy is a, a real bull hammer. And he did something rare last year. He got hurt really badly, came back and played really well. 
You, yeah. you very rarely will see that out of a fantasy football player. It is it is pretty shocking. Uh, his numbers in the games he played, sorry, uh, he had, uh, he had, 190 uh, attempts, 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, 5.6 yards per carry, like I was talking nice. about. As um, a career high in touchdowns, as far, as far as Dan's thing about not catching balls, it is true, but that might be mostly because Kareem Hunt is there, and he is a fantastic catching uh, running back. That yeah. uh, doesn't mean Chubb can't. Uh, you Don't be surprised if, well, you know, Derrick Henry had this exact same... Um, narrative that he can maybe it's still true but i saw him catch a 99 yard you know he caught it and took a screen all the way to the house so these guys could potentially break off every now and then maybe it won't happen because like dan said cream hunt is there but he had 16 catches last year for 150 yards it's not a lot but it's not zero maybe there's room to grow you mentioned kevin stefanski great offensive coordinator the key to this guy is he is a uh running back eccentric offensive coordinator he, he enjoys rounding the ball as much as he can. That's why the two of them both work out together. Yeah. It doesn't always work out that way where two guys can do it. Um, it comes to the expense of Baker Mayfield's air numbers, you know, maybe uh, the receivers they have. But frankly, the receivers they have haven't proven that they need or deserve yeah, they, that they, much. Yeah, they, they like to run the ball, so, uh, for sure. It's a match made in heaven. Uh, you know what? Uh, I was looking at Cleveland's defense on a tangent. Uh, they look like they're going to be a serious force this year. They've been stacking up talent now for a few years. They brought Jadavian Clowney to play with Miles Garrett. That's yep. pretty impressive. So they're going to give you uh, opportunities to get out there and play with that defense in the way that they're constructed. So I agree with Dan. Nick Chubb was the number one the number one running back on my personal board. If, you, yeah. so if I was going to draft the running too. back. Yeah. If, if you guys end up with, let's say, the third pick overall, is that the guy you're taking? Well, as I said, I always will take receivers now. Yeah. No matter, I have no fear. I've done it for the worst, but I've, I, I feel like I've mastered it. I've always, last two years especially, yeah. I've been able to nail the proper receivers, and I will continue to go down that road. However, I will fully endorse Nick Chubb as a pick because yeah. I like the way he runs. Dan, what about you? You taking Nick Chubb in the first? Right now, he's the number one player on my board. Yeah. So, so that's it. Yes. And you just won't hear that in other places, guys. You won't. You're always going to hear the, the regular company line. They're going to tell you some bullcrap about the guys that are obviously already up there. We're telling you that Nick Chubb would be the number one running backs on our board because we really believe it. Who else would you guys consider uh, a, a must-have or a, a, a hot pick Someone uh, that that uh, the audience should consider well, draft and come draft day. I'll start off because ironically, me and Dan had this very conversation in the car where he disagreed with my player, and I'm going to be curious to hear as to what his reasoning is. But the number two must-have player on my board was jo- was Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Uh, 232 attempts last year. That's really good. That's a perfect number. Uh, 1100 yards. 11 touchdowns, 5.0 yards per carry. That's that's all all great stuff. 36 receptions for 294 yards and a touchdown. So he's giving you the dual stuff. He actually, you know, I had him a lot in DFS last year, and he was pretty bad. So I was shocked to see how successful he was, but I know he came on really strong late in the year. Yeah, and that did, is yeah. a really good sign. You can't quantify this, but a lot of running backs will break down as the season goes on, they'll be really strong to start and they'll get hurt. John and Taylor went the other way. Yeah. This guy was just starting to really pick it up. I've said it before. I think Indy has the best line in the NFL. They have the best center. They have an amazing right guard. I think Carson Wentz will not hinder his production. And uh, Jonathan Taylor would could very well be my second uh, running back on the board. I mean, maybe that's a little more... Uh, controversial than the Nick Chubb one, but I have no problem taking Jonathan Taylor over Christian McCaffrey. And he's then, young and he has it. Yeah, he's he, so Dan. Is he in your bust list or he's, just? Uh, he's in my bust because if you're paying a premium for a guy like Jonathan Taylor, which you which gonna, you will, which you will absolutely, uh, you can't be messing around with the fact that Frank Reich, who calls the plays, he he'll ride the hot hand. So if your first round pick gets benched because Marlon Mack or whoever is playing better. We saw it multiple times where Naheem Hines was the guy and yeah. Jonathan Taylor was banished to the bench. Well, yeah, like That's it, true. You, you need to know that your number one pick is going to be on the field more often than not. And right now, no, through no fault of Jonathan Taylor, because he's a fantastic player, but you know, you, I just don't know that he's going to be on the field. Well, and Marlon Mack is, uh, he's coming off an injury, but uh, I think he's 100%. Well, I can i can guarantee you this, Marlon Mack won't be 100%. We've seen a lot of times where these ACL, MCL, PCL tears take 
two seasons yeah. to get fully is back. That, is that what happened? He, yeah, he, he had a everything? bad one. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he had a bad one. It was okay. really early on. But you know what? People are shocked when they see that. But we've seen it from many players of many positions where they're just – they're not – even quarterbacks. We saw it with Tom Brady his, the year after he came back from his brutal injury that he didn't quite have it. It was his lowest – productive season i believe in 2012 or whatever it was um so so I, really naheem uh, jordan just, wilkins i don't think that these guys are nearly as talented nor do they deserve the the credence of john taylor so i disagree that there's going to be any type of battle for touches i yeah. really think that he is a bell cow i feel he, like i feel like heinz was uh was more of a pass he's catcher. a scat back he's yeah. a third yeah he's one of those you can have them both on the field at the same time uh, yeah. you know possibly um I'm not trying to tell Dan that I'm 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 winning this debate, but I don't see uh, what he is claiming for Jonathan Taylor. So Scott has Jonathan Taylor as as a must-have, and Dan has him as a bust. And honestly, I have him uh, neutral. Really, I, yeah. I'm just I'm just not sure uh, if if uh, I'm going to be drafting him if he's going to be high on my list uh, just yet. And you know that's okay, right? Uh, when you see training camp and if you see something you like, that that is the type of thing that, that hypes you up for a player. And if you see that he's not really giving you what you feel, it's it's a tough thing with training camp. But yeah. if you see something you like, you lean into it. And if you don't, you move on. You know, that's the way it goes. You can't be looking at everybody all the time. One guy that I really like is Aaron Jones. And now talking about Aaron Rodgers and um, the question mark that is he going to play or is he not going to play? I'm not too concerned about that. I think he will be uh, in the lineup. Um, so Aaron Jones is really high on my list. Jamal Williams is in Detroit. Um, AJ Dillon is good, but I think Aaron Jones is going to be is going to be the guy, and um, he's going to be really high on my list come draft day. We've seen him we'll do it time and time again, so you know there's no uh, there's no reason to say that he won't. Um, you know, for the most part, Green Bay's line is back, and that's true. Yeah, and, and um, you know Lafleur, he comes from that uh, McVeigh system where he just loves to get the running back involved and he really loves Aaron Jones so, you know. did you guys have Aaron Jones on either of your lists uh, no you know what he was just one of those guys that I don't really uh, you know I've never been a big Aaron Jones fan there's no reason for it I, I can't yeah. really I mean I always joke with uh, Dan that I, I don't really uh, like to have too many Jones Johnsons and Smiths uh, on my radar because <laughs> I just have a team of generic guys it's, it's kind of a joke but um he listen he, he's had some amazing productivity with Green Bay you can't deny that um he the opportunity cost is astronomical he's going number nine overall right now and yeah so your, your first round, first round guy, pick. if yeah. he falls the second round that's great yes. um, but you know even the players around him in the second round are, are just as talent uh not that's not fair i'm not trying to besmirch aaron jones i just think you can take him or you can leave him you don't unless unless you're passionate about him like rob is yeah then go grab him i suppose but yeah. uh, i didn't have a whole lot to say about him one way or another there's no there's no uh, giant uh, thought process on Aaron Jones. Yeah, I have no problem reaching for guys that I really want. Which and, is smart. And, and yeah, I, I do it all the time. I'll reach for guys. And, um, you know, depending what pick I have in, in uh, the draft will determine uh, if Aaron Jones is part of my team or not. Yeah, he's going low in the first round. So, there's a, like, he can easily slide to 12. You know, he's, yeah. if he's nine, he can slide. There's no reason, yeah. you know, these things happen. Um and that's what that's that's it is what it is I suppose you know I mean yeah. uh, we can't we can't love or hate everyone I suppose yeah, you know? it's hard to predict who who the other guys are going to draft right now right so really it's just you just they don't even know yeah <laughs> well but I, I but for the general public I can tell you you do enough mock drafts and you you get a sense of where players yes. are going it's yeah. I can I, again I can tell you the first seven or eight players guaranteed it, it just happens yeah. this is how the general public reacts so if you're in a pool full of maybe not. Not radical crazies like us, because guys in our pool, including me, we we will just throw that book right in the garbage, and we we, we will just start taking the players right off of where we want. You know, we have no fear to do that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so, what are we thinking about what's going on in Chicago right now? Because they're saying they want to get David Montgomery. Did you read my mind? Is that what happened here? You read my mind exactly. Because know? my next must-have player, and I will, I'll let you do your your thing, uh-huh. Dan. But my next must-have player is David Montgomery. They're saying that they want to get him 20 carries a game. And if you do the math, 20 times 17, we're doing it. We're at, what, 320 carries? Listen, I'll tell you this much. The numbers read like this. He had 247 attempts last year. Again, that's a great number like Taylor. Uh, 1,070 yards, eight touchdowns. 
4.3 yards per carry. It's a little lower than the other guys, but it's still really good. He had 54 catches, 438 yards, and two touchdowns. And let's face it, guys, Chicago's offense was freaking terrible last year. They were horrible. This guy was doing it all by himself. A lot of that production came towards at the end of the season where he played Detroit twice. That's who, okay, though. Ranked last. We can't last. start splicing production like that, uh, you know, because it's, it's just it gets tough. I mean, in the end, he, he did well. Because when, when, he, when he played a team that was over, uh, over the top half of the league in rush defense, he disappeared. But well, so, is, but he's he's a must-have for you still. He's still a mu- he's still a must-have in the terms of like, I I chase volume with my running backs, and well, if this okay. guy's getting three hundred twenty carries, then yes, good point, yeah. very good point. I'll, I'll tell you why he's a must-have on my list, right? Because we 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 covered it with the uh, we we haven't done receivers quite yet, but we haven't got there. But uh, when I go receiver receiver, I've I've uh, eliminated all of those top tier running, running backs, backs from my. For my lesson, it's just the nature of what you're going to have to accept. So Montgomery right? will Montgomery be there. Montgomery is in the third round yeah. right now. It doesn't mean I can get him because uh, I was missing him depending on where I was in the swing. Yeah. But he is one of the few guys that are there, and uh, that's that's how I'm trying to build a championship yeah. team. You know. Are you concerned about uh, Tariq Cohen being back? No, is he even, even on the team still? Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, no, but... I'm a very uh, avid hater of Tariq Cohen. You know, yeah. he's a very undersized receiver. Uh, <laughs> sorry, he, al- he always plays receiver, but yeah. he's not a threat to uh, David Montgomery's production. Yeah, David Montgomery. Eh? It's well, it's his ADP that really is why he's on my must-have list because when I'm trying to identify guys that I can grab after I take two receivers, yeah. he happens to be one of them that, as of right now, you never know the way drafts can radically change, but he right now he's floating around. That uh, yeah, I got. I, I'm seeing a list here with uh, Mike Davis ahead of Montgomery. It's, which, it's which shit is, like that that confuses yeah. me. It's so strange. Even that even would do that. Miles Gaskin in yeah. Miami. Yeah. That's that's iffy. That's why I say it's possible that I, it's a pipe dream and I won't get him when reality kicks in and people go, why why would I on earth would I draft this guy? But if you're in a public league, if you're in a, a new league, people that don't really know what they're doing, they use the books. To draft, you are going to see names yeah. like this slide because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, and that's the key to a guy like David Montgomery. How do you guys feel about Chase Edmonds in Arizona? Throw that name right in the garbage. <laughs> Not going to do you nothing. Well, uh, I guess we have quite a lot of disagreements on the running backs because when I was creating a sleeper list trying to uh, fulfill this exercise... Um, Let's be frank, there's not a lot of sleeper running backs in the current landscape because everybody, especially in leagues that actually can roster three running backs with a flex position, they go so fast and furious that it could get uh, chippy for you when you do what I do. So you have to really know how to dig and look for them. So I was targeting pairs, uh, teams with two that aren't really getting a leg up right now. And one of my pairs was uh, Chase Edmonds and uh, sorry James, James Connor. Yeah, and James Connor. Yes, here it is right here. Yes, James Connor. So Edmonds is going in the fifth round right now, okay. which is fair. Uh, you know, James Connor is going in round eleven right now. Okay, he's basically free now. You don't know which one of these guys is going to emerge, but if you again, I'm a big uh, be- uh, I-, I believe the hype on Arizona's offense. I'm really into everything they're doing. Yeah. With Kyler Murray there, uh, with Hopkins there, I mean, you know, A.J. Green, uh, they score points. And one of these guys, be it week to week or whatnot, is going to score points. So you would be smart to grab one of these guys in the draft uh, if you're really light yeah. on running backs. Like I, I mean, I like how Connor is going to be available late, but I, his health really, yeah, of course. Co- really yeah, concerns yeah, me. Yeah. So if, if, it, if it has to be one of the two, I would I would go with Edmonds over Connor well, just uh, because of health. Here, here's all I'll say to you, though. Uh, which one do you think did better last year, Edmonds or Connors? Um, well, it's hard to say because Kenyon Drake was running the ball a lot in Arizona. That's true. But now That's, he's, yeah. he's in Vegas. I will give you that. Um, but uh, when I was comparing their seasons last year, just individually, Connor's actually uh, outproduced was, was outproduced a little bit better. Oh, yeah. yeah, Chase Edmonds. You got only, to, uh, Chase Edmonds is only on the, the field. The posi- very little. You know, he I, only has ten touches. As a game. he's stating, the positive is Edmonds uh, doesn't have a lot of injury history on him, so he yeah. could be the smart bet. But uh, you're talking, they both had hundred a hundred attempts. Connor's had seven hundred yards rushing to uh, Edmonds four hundred. Connor's had six touchdowns. So All Edmonds right. won. Okay, so let's the move. The fact of the let, matter is, though, but they both had four point three yards per carry. Four point six, four point three. So they 
they were okay. That you're you're not going to get any touchdown upside with either one of those guys. They can both catch the ball as well. By the way, though, they both they both caught the ball pretty well last year. Kyler, um, when when you get down to the red zone, Arizona tended to give Kyler Murray the ball. The same with Buffalo. The same Buffalo situation where yeah. Josh Allen was their red zone back. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it happens. But again, we're just talking sleepers or or someone like when you're trying to fill out your team or, or roster someone. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna start knocking all these running backs off your list because of rushing quarterbacks. That's so who, that's who else would you have? Um, let's move on from Edmonds. Who else would you have in your sleepers or your must-haves for running backs? Ooh, a sleeper. I really like Trey Sermon. Oh, I was going to actually bring him up. I was. San Francisco guy. Yeah. Uh, Raheem Moster always hurt. Yeah. But well, there's also Jeff Jeff Wilson. Yeah, he's he's a really special teams guy. I'll I'll say this, uh, and I'll let you uh, if you have something to add about Sermon. I don't see. They're a great running team, San Fran, but they're a very spread the wealth type team. Uh, I've been burned by San Fran running backs quite a few times. You know, Tevin Coleman was there, didn't ever work out. They just they have no fear of of taking a guy off and on the field, yeah, and running like four different running backs. And I've seen them run like four different running backs in a game. Yeah, so and, I'm not. And they also have uh, Wayne Gallman. I'm not crazy about year. Sermon. Uh, I don't know a lot about him. I, and let me tell you, he is one of the most hyped players right now. Yeah. Uh, in in the average. Uh, a stratosphere of this stuff so he might actually end up getting overdrafted to be frank because of the whatever the shiny penny is going on with him but they're also throwing in a new quarterback into the mix which is very uh maybe, maybe. Oh, oh i mean I, I guarantee you that that, no, that oh yeah he's playing I, I think jimmy garoppolo starts you think so yeah okay i, I think the other yeah. guys started well, who, who yeah. sorry was it was it field who, who uh, Trey, uh, Trey, Trey lance, lance. Yeah. yeah i don't think that they drafted him second overall to not play him so yeah. that's my and, and it's been an ugly rumor mill about what's happening with Garoppolo so thing with Trey is time will tell he has not played football in a long that's time true. he's coming be, from be a all small as it may, they traded up for him guys remember that they traded up in the draft to grab him so that's, that doesn't mean he can't sit for a year and learn from you but know. but it doesn't but like I said uh, in the earlier quarterback episode but that doesn't happen though uh, uh, Love was the only one yeah to do that in 20 years what's what's so hot about Trey uh, Sermon that you like well, I just love the uh, the the young uh, offensive coordinators there that come from the Kyle Shanahan tree. They they know how to get their guys in space. They love the the read zone option, and uh, he'll just. I haven't looked at their schedule, but I'm pretty sure I'll they have be, a pretty. Soft I'll be schedule. frank about what everyone will tell you in the uh, fantasy football uh, community about Trey Sermon. There's there's just not a lot of sleepers at running back to talk about. That's why people are talking about him. There's just not a lot of other options. It's a very light year on uh, young running backs. If you want to pivot, if you want to pivot though to another guy that can potentially win you your league and is going uh, pretty much free right now, you can look no further than Gus the Bus, who <laughs> is going to load up on touchdowns. Gus Boo, Edwards. That's terrible. He's, Gus Edwards. What is this deep sleeper? He's, time? Going, he's going in like the eleventh round. Yeah, for know? a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, is he still in Baltimore? I think he's still in, Bal- in Baltimore. Okay. Baltimore yeah, but okay. I'm, I'm not buying that. <laughs> Get on the bus because he's going to take you to the fantasy championship. Well, <laughs> I don't know about any of that, but I'll bring this back around to my top sleeper running backs. Uh, this is the one that I really want to grab uh, after I get the two receivers because unlike Montgomery, this guy or both of them are actually going to be there for sure, and that's Travis Etienne. Who okay. I am really, we talked about that earlier in the offseason. I am really high on this guy. Uh, it's a familiarity thing, you know. Um, Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, they all played together in college. Uh, they're going to want to get him on the field. There's no doubt about it. Actually, uh, Urban Meyer never uh, never had either of them. Yeah, sorry. I meant Lawrence and Etienne played together. So, yeah. whatever. Uh, be all that as it may. Um, if James Robinson were to end up to steal the starting job, well, then I would pivot. Uh, my maybe my thoughts on to him, yeah. uh, but I really want to grab ATN. I'm hoping that's going to work out just because I'm a fan of his. Um, be all that as it may, uh, Robinson last year, just so from a Jacksonville running back perspective, 240 carries, a, a thousand yards, seven touchdowns, 49 catches, 600 yards, three touchdowns. So there is production to be had in Jacksonville, yes. and no one is um, no one's hyping it or talking about it very much. So it's a it's a perfect spot for someone like me who grabs two receivers to go out and get a running back that feels like this guy can compete yeah. with the big boys, and I'm going to make them feel silly when my guy at least keeps up with the superstars. So Etienne would be one of your top. 
top sleepers, eh? Yeah, well, because him and Robinson are both going in round five, I believe, and I just can't parse out how that's going so early in training camp. You know, we don't really know what the situation is with them, but yeah. grabbing one of them or both would feel like a decent idea uh, as far as trying to fill out your team early on because there's clearly production there to be had when I'm looking at the numbers of how they ran the ball. And let's be honest, they did that with uh, Gardner Minshew, who I am not a fan of. Yeah. I mean, pop gun arm was not going to give them any uh, threats downfield, so he did this with a sort of not really much of an offense to, to talk about. So that's my top sleepers of the... What do you think about uh, Kamara and, Z- and Zeke? Both, uh, you know, top five running backs going to go very early in the draft. Well, I think Zeke uh, at this point has proven that he's eaten himself out of the league. You know, he, <laughs> he never comes into you camp in shape. <laughs> and uh, that offensive line is not what it once was. So you're not, he's not going to have much help. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're going to spread it out and air it out. You know, it's it's a funny thing with Zeke, because I remember his rookie year when he came in, and uh, we all kind of missed the boat on him. He actually went fairly late. I, I remember who he went to, Steve, who ended up making a blockbuster trade with Dan to send Elliot to Dan for, for just a bucket of crap. I can't believe Steve took that trade. That's neither here nor there. He also gave me, he also gave me Mike Evans. I, I looked back on that trade, uh, or, or where he got drafted, and thought to myself, man, it's only Zeke's rookie season, but I feel like I missed the boat, and I'm never going to have a chance to draft him in fantasy ever again. Yeah. Because, A, I like receivers, and uh, which I already was getting pretty serious into back then. Yeah. And, B, there was always... There's always been a problem or a stigma around Zeke now. Every freaking year, either he was being suspended or he was coming out of shape or the line was bad or Dak went down. So it's been a very strange situation yeah. with Zeke where you're you're taking on a lot of risk compared to some of his peers and you're not really feeling great about it. So I think we're all in agreement that Zeke is well, probably I, a pass. I, I didn't put him in the bus because he. I, I'm a no. fan of his. I yeah. am a fan of his. You know, I, when it comes to DFS, I love to play him as much as I can. But when you have a top five overall pick, it's just so it's tough. Not, it's if not going to be getting him. the production that you need out of him. And frankly, we know with running backs, each year is like a ticking time bomb. You never know when that's going to explode as you get. Yeah. One year older, and, and it's a really unfortunate reality of the running back landscape. Yeah. So this was Zeke's rookie year. I have the trade here, the blockbuster trade. Uh, Mike Evans, Zeke Elliott, and the linebacker, yeah, yeah. Brandon Marshall, yeah. it, for Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Lamar yeah. Miller, yeah, and Randall yeah. Cobb. It wasn't about the trade. It was just about the fact that I had this lingering feeling, like even though it was his first year in the league, that I was never going to get him ever again because he was always being overdrafted. It seems yeah. that that's the territory with Dallas yeah. players. They're, yeah. they're a very popular team. The average public will always overdraft Dallas players. Shout out to uh, Steve, one of our buddies in our league, uh, his team name, Underdogs, and uh, he's always a powerhouse as well shout he, out to he Steve. never he does not do a lick of research and he always manages to use that damn book to the he, he maximizes that book like no one i've ever seen you know it, he is one wild ride yeah, yeah uh, Zeke, he, this year you actually had a great that uh that year you had a great trade too rob uh jordy nelson is who you got for barry church Vaughn Miller and Emmanuel Sanders. That's, that's how he won the, the, the chip. But yeah, just coming back around to finalize that thought, I don't have a lot of ill uh, feelings towards Zeke. It's just you've yeah. never gotten him at a fair price. I mean, how are you going to get a, uh, an elite player at a fair price? But it's always felt like, you know what, you can just draft someone else when you're talking this early in the draft if you don't want how do you How do you like Camara with, uh, with the new quarterback? Uh, I'll start real quick and I'll let, I'll let Dan go. Uh, you know what? Kamara's always been an interesting case because they've always managed his workload properly. He's never been overused or over uh, exposed to, to nasty hits. Yeah. So he's definitely a hard guy to not love. I was always butthurt the year that Jess drafted him and I drafted Odell Beckham. I felt like such a jerk. Like, I let this guy slip to almost the second round and I'm sitting here with nothing in I, my hand. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, like, I, I remember these things. <laughs> the, the lo- guys, the losses, you'll always remember more than the wins. It is a, it is a painful situation when it comes to gambling and it comes to fantasy sports. I'm just looking at the running back situation in New Orleans and um, so Latavius Murray is still there. Yeah. Ty Montgomery. That, that means nothing to me. Yeah. Like I said, all I'll say is that I've already uh, made my stance on how I'm high on the Saints and all their players. So yeah. Kamara would be right in there. Uh, I, I didn't do him a service talking about must-haves. Maybe yeah. I should have. There's nothing wrong with Kamara. He's a great player. Yeah. He, you he, know, the way he ended with the six touchdowns it, in it the ma- fantasy the championship. Is it makes him look like, better than what his season was in a way. Because, yeah. But, hey, if you won off of that, you are not going to be upset about yeah. it. So uh, yeah. I would fully endorse Kamara 
uh, for where he's going. If you where want is to he him, going? He's well, going what? He's top like number four. He can easily go top five. I mean, listen, you could go number one when you're number four. If someone yeah. likes you enough yeah, and they're exactly. not slaves to the book or the projections, they can be like, you know what? F it. I want Kamara. Give, yeah. him, give me Kamara. So, so yeah. So you need, a, you, need a t- you need a top five Absolutely, pick. Absolutely. Yeah. Unless get, he's going to slide him. to you. And even then, I mean, yeah. he's just a more appealing player than Oh, if, if, if Kamara is there at six or seven, that's yeah. like, that's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Old uh, old Shauner there. He always uh, the key key is he hasn't been overworked. He's never been overworked, and you're not you're not worried about exhaustion. And uh, this goes back to the Pierre Thomas days. And their pocket is great, by the way. They have a great pocket in the Saints. They're they're very underrated pocket. So a guy I've been hearing a lot about, and uh, it it looks like a lot of people are really high on him. Is is uh, Cam Akers? Yeah, I mean Sean McVay. He'll he'll always get the best out of his running backs. he was he was the guy by default last year because he was the only one healthy. Um, you know, I'm very torn on this guy because I don't know exactly what to think. Some days I'll wake up and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's worth a second round pick." Other days I was like, "Cam Akers," you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll be uh, I'll I'll draw my line in the sand here pretty clearly. Uh, two uh, jumping around here, two busts I have. One is Cam Akers, and the other is Antonio Gibson. Uh, oh that, shit! That's based on ADP more yeah. than anything. This is uh, I am just absolutely flabbergasted how these guys. That's get, a big statement well, by I'll, Mr. Hot Take. I'll explain. Big, big I'll explain to you guys how I got there because it's not all that complicated. The floor I don't know is yours. how these guys just uh, have one good game and then end up being crowned the champions of the F and NFL. Okay, um, Acres and Gibson. Here's some guys that they are going ahead of right now in the draft. Joe Mixon. Uh, DeJo- uh, De- uh, Harris, the Pittsburgh guy. Najee Harris. Najee Harris, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, Montgomery, Josh Jacobs. How Ooh. how are they going ahead of these guys? Yeah. Uh, th- this is absolutely... M- so here's what's going to happen. I guarantee you this is what's going to happen with the average fantasy football person. They're going to grab this book or the projection sites. They're going to take it to the draft. They're going to take these guys in the first or second round, and they're going to be pissed off when the, <laughs> when the production doesn't match the Kamaras, the Chubbs, yeah. the, you know, pick anyone. These guys are way overhyped and way overdrafted as far as what we're looking at in this current landscape. That's yeah, all I'm saying about that. Cam Akers is going... Late first round? Yes. Late first round. And, eh? and let's, let's remember, Cam Akers was barely able to win that job all of last year. He was competing with Daryl Henderson yeah. and another one, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Brown. Brown. That's unbelievable to me. If you can't beat out these guys, how – I almost want to drop some F-bombs here. But how in the hell are you being drafted in the first round uh, compared to some of these elite, elite players in the NFL? Mal- Malcolm Brown is gone. <laughs> that helps a little bit. a little bit. And remember, <laughs> they're being drafted ahead of some elite receivers too which I'm not putting in this particular list because I don't have the entire list in front of me, but they are being drafted in front of Michael Thomas. I mean, it is it is just crazy to me yeah. what's so, going on with these so ADPs. Akers is going late first round, and Gibson is going where? Also? Yeah, um, yeah, right behind him. No, 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 yes, but... Yeah, that sounds more Akers accurate. Akers is 19 eh? and, and Gibson is 20. All that tells you is that they're going rounds one and two, or, yeah. or rather in round two. Ahead right? of some, some studs. Some really good... Yeah, football proven players. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's just very so. Weird to so me. I get I get where you're coming from when you have them on your bus list because of the ADP. Especially right? uh, not to jump around, but Gibson plays. They play in Washington. I don't. I do not think Washington has a good offense. I don't okay. think that they're set up to be some explosive great team. Yeah. And again, be careful drafting good players on bad teams. That is what I'm always saying, and you got to be very careful doing that. And frankly. The Rams are not who they use. People still think of the Rams as the Todd Gurley yeah. uh, Super Bowl. And, you know, Sean McVay is a great guy, but there's a lot of question marks about how this team is going to look, how, what they're going to do. I'm sure Stafford will be a fine quarterback, but this doesn't mean that you're drafting these guys to be your, your workhorse back when you have very little proof that they can do that. I mean, you know. That's, good, a, that's a good point I want to re- reiterate is, is be careful drafting good players on bad teams. That's I, a, that's a really good point. I've been burned by that many times. And you, the listeners should take that away and write that down because that's a really good point. I know from experience that it, it can feel really great when you're looking at a guy that you like. So you, when when you when you say that, you mean Antonio Gibson with the football team, Washington, yes. right? That's that's yes. an example. Yes. Though frankly, I think I think that Cam Akers can be in that same bucket. I don't think that you can guarantee that the Rams are going to be. You don't a, think the Rams are going to be I a good team? I don't think you can guarantee it. Okay. You know they they play in a competitive division. 
Yeah. Right. Um, I I like Antonio Gibson. So I had a question. Jake JD McKissick is no longer with Washington. Is that correct? Because he was their uh, third down saying, back. No, he's still with Washington. He is. Yeah, he's okay. a fringe NFL player. Because, I wouldn't be worried about because him Gibson like that. is a great third down back. He can catch the ball. He I, had some monster games. There's no. I, I will see. He, he crushed Dan on Thanksgiving. Four touchdowns. It yeah. was wild. But I like Gibson. But when it comes to, okay a, to, like him, to, to to ADP, when it comes to it's me. Taken my first you'll, or second you'll have round a hard pick. Time getting there. You're gonna look at players around him, and you're gonna have a hard yeah. time getting there. It's gonna be a dance of death where you keep play. People are gonna keep looking at him and not sure if they should do it or go a different direction. Yeah, no. If I, if I have to use my second round pick on, on Antonio Gibson, I think, like you said, I think there's going to be some better players there available. Both these teams are lacking a pocket. That's another thing you have to look at for your running backs. When they don't have great pockets, don't expect an amazing. Uh, you know, like they've both lost players. Uh, the LA Pock has gotten old. You know, they've gotten long in the tooth. Uh, Washington had to get rid of their amazing left tackle last year, or he didn't play last year. The year, but you know, uh, I can't remember who they went to San Fran. Trent Williams. Yeah, Trent Williams. It's just when you lose these guys, these are big pieces of your team that you got to replace. And you know? um, and like you said, Dan, uh, I'm also torn. Um, with uh, Cam Akers. I'm just not sure yet about him. I guess I got to do a little bit more yeah, research. Maybe if you see him in training camp and you really like what you see, maybe you're going to be a believer in him. I mean, we all I was, have to make I stands, was but... I was really high on uh, Henderson last year. I drafted yeah, uh, Daryl yeah, Henderson. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure about Cam Akers. No, he's not but I, early. But uh, I'm definitely not using my first or second round second round that's pick. That's the key here. That's on, the key to my makers. ADP. When it comes to ADP, you have to you have to leverage all these players versus where you're getting them, you know? Who it do matters. you who do you want to talk about, Dan? You got any good uh, sleepers or must-haves? Well, I touched about this uh, in the last episode too, but under no circumstance should you draft any Denver Bronco and right now Javante Williams is going high. Uh, he's going 30, he's 31 ranked running back. So that puts him fifth, sixth round. Uh, Got him in the seventh though, in the last yeah, one I was yeah, in yeah. for what it's worth. And, and you're, you're saying to stay away, stay away from him, stay away from Melvin Gordon. And, uh, this team's going to be behind a lot. So they're going to be throwing and throwing the ball all over the field. Well, and good point. I disagree with Dan. Actually, they were one of the, uh, they were one of the duels that I looked at in the sleeper category because, again, there's not a lot of uh, quality sleeper candidates in running back. They all go very early. Yeah. It's hard to find these guys deep. Um, listen, Gordon last year had 215 attempts, 900 yards, 9 touchdowns, 4.6 yards per carry, 32 catches for 180 yards and a touchdown. He he was okay. Um, and let's, let's call it like it is. If Teddy Bridgewater ends up winning the uh the job yeah that's gonna change the narrative around denver that's very true. much so so you have to wait and see if drew lock is back i'm not a big fan of his uh we'll see where is uh melvin gordon going in drafts i have him here uh, around five and seven right now so they're going a little a little high um but if so you're looking five for, for gordon and, and javante williams yeah, for seven yeah, yeah. see it's now a little high when they're, it, they're going like almost yeah almost but like you're not seeing a lot of running backs past that right now that's what's happening with these things right i mean they're yeah. all just going so damn early you know, guys, guys that you can get behind them that uh you might be a little you bit won't, more you won't find with. a lot of confident names i yeah. i've dug really deep on this when i was looking it, you uh, know i'm all i'm all about the bus baby i'm all about gus the bus yeah i don't know why <laughs> i i like javante williams but dan that's a good point um that they might be behind a lot so they might be throwing the ball a little more if i have to pick uh, Gordon in the fifth or Williams in the seventh. seventh, seventh I definitely yeah. go with Javante Williams. Yeah. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be good. All I know is that I had Gordon last year, and he wasn't a problem. Like he he got me points. He was productive enough when, when he, he was, was on the when field. He was out there, yeah, and. Um, you know, you're going to run into this problem a lot in the new NFL. Believe it or not, not a lot of bell cows exist anymore anyways. Yeah. I know that's like contradictory to what I said before, but it's just, it's a lot of duos these days. I mean, it's hard to find these guys that are always out there. So where is, uh, where's Josh Jacob, uh, Josh Jacobs this, this getting, was getting drafted? One, see, this one is complete fool's gold because I got him in the fourth round and there's no, there's no way he's going to go that low. If he was in the fourth round, I'd be laughing because I take him in yeah. the third. Frankly, I'll take him in the third round if, if, uh. That's my options. I believe I believe Salim in our league drafted, First round, drafted second him. Round, but second overall. Second overall. Yeah. Man. It he was went. a homer. It was a homer pick. You know, Salim did what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was okay. I was okay with oh, the pick. He's a quality 
quality player, but he he gets nicked up quite a bit. And now he's competing with um, Kenyon Drake. He always seems to have a shoulder injury That's true, or something. Kenyon Drake. It's fun. Like I said, I'm a big fan of Josh Jacobs. I mean, if he's there in the third that's, or fourth that's, round, that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, that seems like you know, a logical pick. Yeah, when when I was listen, when I'm looking at these guys, I'm trying to get after my receiver run. Josh Jacobs is right at the top of the list. He's yeah. right there with Najee Harris, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs. These guys are all going right in that delicate area where if you're right in the right spot, you can grab one in the third round. Yeah. So far, these things change very quickly. And depending on your league, there's going to be some sharks that know better and they won't let these guys slide. But not everyone can be drafted all at the same time. This is the key to fantasy football. This is why guys end up dropping because not everyone can be drafted at the same time. Speaking of rookie running backs, what do you got? Do you guys like Najee Harris in Pittsburgh? Very high on him. Very yeah, high. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I talked about that with you a little bit earlier in the season where I was waiting to see, and it's it's a little bit of a downer right now in Pittsburgh where I'm not really sure what to expect from them. I want to be yeah. able to cheer for them and uh, so, uh, and rely on their players to be fantasy proficient, but I'm not 100% sure. Here's the thing that really bothers me about Pittsburgh. Five new offensive linemen this year. That, that could Every be a, that could be a, that could be a good thing considering gone. how how but last they were, year was. But bad. they were the best line for you know they've been a really good line for a lot of years, and it's just a lot of turnover all at once. Yeah, Pouncey's one of the best centers that yeah. the league has ever seen. So yeah. I say whenever a team loses a center, especially, it's really damaging. Uh, you know, we got a lot of moving parts with in Pittsburgh with Big Ben trying to. He apparently he's lost some weight. We'll okay. see if the elbow's better. We That's don't really good. know. That's you know, good they news. have this weird thing with the receivers where we don't know who the hell's getting the ball, and it's just a little strange. Yeah, they, I mean they they got they got receivers. I, I I like Harris. I think I think he's gonna get a lot of yeah. work. I don't think there's much competition. Be all that as it may, like I was saying, he's going basically like twenty six or something, which is right in the beginning of the third round. So once again, wow. if you if you're on that spot, oh, you, you take are gonna him. feel you're gonna feel so great yeah. getting Najee Harris as your third. I'm, pick. I'm telling you, and Scott, that's the key. Najee Harris might go in the first round in our league. I'm 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 being serious. He probably he, he probably reminds will. me a lot of Clyde. Was hilarious. There's, there's how, how the how the hype was there, and, yeah. and then he goes, yeah. and whether or not it ends up uh, working out or being warranted, it's He's, it's hard to keep these players suppressed because everyone knows, knows and sees them. them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I I see Najee Harris not only in our draft, but I think in yeah. most drafts, I think he's going to go way ahead well, of his average. Like I draft said, as of position. right now, he's 26th. Uh, that's really high already. Uh, okay. He, overall. Yeah. Overall. Okay. And uh, that could definitely go up. Uh, yeah. He could definitely get in the second round. I, yeah. I don't see why he could. Hasn't he been continuously moving up? No, he actually started in almost the first round, like okay. early, early, silly okay. springtime mockers. Either you way, you're gonna have to pay a premium for this well, guy. I don't because, agree. It really you know. depends on your league. There's gonna be some wild swings with this guy. With his, you can see it. You can just see where he is right now. There's gonna be wild swings of where his ADP goes, depending yeah. on who you're in your league. If you have Pittsburgh fans. Shit he's, like that. He's gonna. He's gonna. You're gonna have to reach for Najee Harris. Yeah. The uh, thing is, you have yeah. to. Like I just said, not everyone can get drafted at the same time, right? Yeah. So yeah. if if guy like you got to make a choice. But like you get those first twelve guys, and then you got like I said, we're talking about Gibson and Mixon, and guys have to go at some point. So if one yeah. doesn't, the other one does, and a guy drops, and that's kind of the the game you play. You mentioned uh, Clyde's Edwards Hilaire. So what what do you think about this year? Well, yeah, as long as he can get over the uh, allergy that he has to the end zone, uh, <laughs> uh, this guy cannot get into get in for whatever reason. We saw him get stuffed uh, multiple times at the at the five, and they gave yeah. it to him four times. Uh, so they, I, so they got rid of uh, Damian Williams, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Damian Williams is he's, gone. He's yeah, a, obviously, Le'Veon Bell's not there. Anytime you can, uh, anytime you can attach yourself to a high-powered offense like Kansas, and you want yeah, a piece of that, exactly. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and that's the it, opposite yeah. of what I said before. You can have bad players on good teams; they can work out for you. I will say yeah. this: I was really excited about the prospect of having Clyde Edwards earlier in the season because he was going way late. He was going in, in like the third round. Okay, that shit is over. He's right now. He's the thirteenth overall player on, on ADP, basically. So uh, Daryl Williams is is his competition. Yeah, uh, Damian Damian is, is gone. Not, yeah, it's not even competition. So I mean, so it looks like yeah. he'll he'll get uh, a lot of work. He's going really high. Someone's probably gonna grab him as their second back if they go really uh, running back heavy or second, something. Second round pick. Well, he's going thirteenth right now, so yeah. like he's right on that cusp. I don't know if he's gonna get into the first round, yeah. but he's right there. So someone's probably gonna want to bang bang hit him on the swing or something. Yeah. You're not gonna get a discount on him, unfortunately. Um, 
He wasn't the greatest last year, surprisingly, after he he kicked the crap out of Houston. Yeah. Um, so I'm not – see, I, I wouldn't be overly eager to overdraft this guy. I mean, he it's fine. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, Kansas is awesome. And anytime you have Kansas players, you're going to feel pretty good. But Who, you're not getting any discount on him. No, definitely not. Yeah, so it is what it is. Joe Mixon, bust. You can take that name, throw him right out. He's gonna get hurt. He's gonna. He's the curious case of Joe Mixon, man. I tell you, the Dan, Dan is is the throwing names in the garbage. Yeah, just right out there. The offensive line in Cincinnati is no good. Uh, they're in a tough division, and when push comes to shove, the weather's gonna get cold. Joe Mixon ain't gonna be there. All right. Yeah, I'll tell you this much. I've had Joe Mixon a lot of years, and it never really, unfortunately, works out. Works out. Yeah. Um, it's I, you know, I think this is one of the cases where it's a little bit of bad luck. I, I don't see him as like an incredibly injury prone uh, Ryan Matthews type. Like, geez, this guy gets hurt in a hot dog eating contest. This is unreal. Like, he slips on a banana peel on his way to the bathroom or something. Yeah. I think that. I think that if Mixon miraculously, because right now I had him at number 21, if this guy fell into the third round five more spots, yeah. I would definitely grab him. It's yeah. not saying that I wouldn't grab him at 21, but again, when I'm taking my receivers, I don't have access to all these players that are going before yeah. me. Um, so I yeah. don't hate him. It's third, just, third round pick, Joe Mixon. I know it sounds crazy, but when players disappoint you year after year after year, they do tend to go away from them. Well, they do tend to drop a little bit. Yeah. And right now he's dropping a little bit. He's getting really close to the cusp of that second, third round. If I had the opportunity to grab him on that, on that swing yeah. with my third pick, I absolutely would just because the talent is there. For what it's worth, camp talk is always the worst. Like everyone's the bestest shape they've ever been and all that crap. It's yeah. always the but worst. But they have yeah. multiple he's, times already reported that they want to feed him the ball this year so uh, he's 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 shots. let me down too i yeah. uh, i had him yeah. uh, i think it was uh, last year actually yeah. and he let me down so but so for me to waste a to use a third round pick on him it's tough i think it, i think it's a no it's for tough, me but you know what i like joe burrow i like their offense yes i think that there's opportunity to score some points you yeah. know you said that their division is really um tough really tough, tough. really but tough. it's such a you, it's hard to make that claim when you're so far out of the season. For all you know, look what happened to – you know who was a terrible defense last year? It felt like the, the Steelers when, when Bush goes down and Spillane goes down and they have no safeties. It's like, yeah. man, all of a sudden you're, you're scoring against these guys. So you can't really make that declarative statement. You know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's, yeah, you got to face Cleveland twice. You got to face Baltimore all twice. All I'm saying it's is that I be, would take Mixon yeah. if he actually fell to me in the third round. No no questions because there's so few options when you're when you're getting down there. So, but that's just so, so Scott is saying yes on a third round Based pick and third, Dan yeah. and I are yeah. throwing Mixon's name him, in the garbage. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. Just take him and yeah. throw him out. You He's got, still young. Do you got any uh, Do you got any guys you want to mention uh, that you should stay away from when it comes uh, to uh, Let's take RBs? a look here. I think we've mentioned pretty much everybody and their mothers. What's but, that? Uh, oh, sorry. Where were we on? Just uh, running back to stay away from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, did you want to get this one, Dan, or, or uh, do you want me to, to, to light, light a firecracker off in this? Uh, I'm oh, going to piss off some it. people. Go for so it. So the number one guy on my list, and this is this comes back to just a little bit of anecdotal history. For bust, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It's actually Dalvin Cook. I do not trust Dalvin Cook. Okay. Uh, listen, he might be the highest scoring uh, fantasy player in the league. But I guarantee you, show me a team that won with him in the playoffs because he's never there. He, he plays very hard, and he and he does get hurt because of that. And, yeah. it, and that's not uh, that might not be fair. Um, yeah, there's a lot of risk there. He 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 does what I call the Kermit run. He runs a little bit with his knees out, and it, and it, and it ends up where you get clipped. He gets clipped a little bit here and there with with some wild runs he does. You know, he doesn't. He's not tight like Derrick Henry, or where uh, they stay nice and compact and they yeah. they, they don't uh, leave themselves exposed to getting some nasty injuries. So yeah, he he can play. Don't get me wrong, but you're gonna have to take him number two overall. And yeah. uh, if he goes down. You're gonna feel very bare. You're gonna feel very naked. Like, damn, my team just took a serious hit, and oh, that's ab- why. Absolutely. That's why I have absolutely. Dalvin Cook on the bus list because he's such a a dangerous pick. What uh, what pick are you hoping to to end up with? Like around where? Well, I always get the first pick, so I'm hoping to avoid that. Um, if you're in the six, seven, eight range, you know, that's get what the you're swing. For? That's what uh, that's where you make your cheddar. Yeah. What about you, Scott? Yeah, I don't have any fear about that anymore. I've I've ha- I've blown. You're the first... okay. You're okay with whatever. Yeah, because I don't I don't uh, respect the projections lists. I make my own lists. You know, so if you if you end up with the first or second pick overall, are you drafting a receiver? Tyree Kill. 
Yeah. Yeah. No question. Good stuff. Good stuff. My, my second guy is DeAndre Hopkins. I love these guys. They're yeah. they're the cream of the top. Uh, they they are target hogs. They're now, machines. Can you get Hopkins on the swing? You you probably cannot. This that was by, by the way. That's, that was my team last year. I had Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins because yeah. I got them on the swing, like you just said. Yeah. Um. Probably can't do it this year, but that's okay because I have a third guy I really like. But if you if you end up with let's say the sixth or seventh pick. You maybe, never know. Maybe you, you, you never can know, get both. Guys get really crazy maybe about running backs. Both. Guys get really crazy about them, and they take them. So uh, the I'll throw, Okay, so to uh, to uh, finish off the episode, I'll I'll just throw out a couple uh, running back names, and you guys give me a That's a, qu- a quick uh, info on, on these guys. All right, so um, let's see here. Uh, Austin Eckler. Curious case. Um... I don't know a whole a lot about Staley there, the head coach, but uh, I'm gonna say no because I don't like the I don't like the Chargers. Well, his ADP is out of control. He's uh, number 15, so he's basically on the swing. Yeah. Um, he's a great player. He, he you know he's really in shape. Um, yeah, it's you know like he he plays tough, but he's kind of like uh, these Chargers man. They're some of the cur- most cursed people uh, walking the earth. They, they they get hurt no matter what they do, you know. So I just. Uh, I don't love him at 15, you know gotcha. what I mean? But it is what it is, I guess. You know, he... Chris Chris Carson. Uh, well, Rashad Penny's back, uh, so that might uh, hurt him a little bit, uh, you know, if Penny can play more than uh, a snap. But uh, Carson, he's going the wrong way. He's looking at the other side of 30. I was a Carson uh, anti-fan uh, from the beginning when he was doing really amazing things. Uh, so yeah. I certainly am no Carson fan uh, in the twilight of his career. What I feel may be the twilight of his career. Hard pass for me. No interest in Chris Carson. All right. This one's for you, Dan. J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> oh, boy. Fucking Dobbins. He gives me, he gives me rage. Yeah. He knocked me out of the playoffs last year. Oh, I held on to him for yeah. for 17 weeks yeah. and then uh, dropped yeah. him there and uh, lost because of him. Because uh, you're really high on his competition. Yeah, Gus the bus. It's just I, ridiculous. I think there's room for both of them, but at the uh, ADP that you're getting uh, Edwards compared to Dobbins, there's a better chance that yeah, but that uh, Gus is going to be getting the red zone work. So, uh, you know, I, there's still room for both of them. Push come to shove, I would take Dobbins, though. Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, Dobbins is going number 30, just real quick, uh, and uh, I would take him. That's yeah. you know, I really would like to grab him in that third round if I could. Uh, yeah. If there was no one else, you know, if, if they're all gone, I would take him. That's all yeah. I have to say about that. I think so. I, I yeah. agree with you, Scott. I'm a big Scott. Dobbins fan. I agree with you. Third and, round, and Baltimore's Jake, a great Third round, J.K. Dobbins sounds, yeah, sounds yeah, good yeah. to they, me, they, man. They, they seem to... Oh, yeah. Wait, did Marshall Leander just retire this year, or was that yep. last year? No, no, he's So that's a bit of a worry, because he's like one of the greatest centers that ever played Marshall Leander, so that's too bad, but yeah. Raheem Mostert. Uh, hard pass. Absolutely not. I've never been a fan of his. Like I said, these, is he still a Niners running still back? Still a Niners. Yeah, yeah, I just don't trust these uh, committee running backs in the Niners, man. They, they, they never know what you're getting out of them. David Johnson? No, I don't want nothing to do with Houston. Actually, that's not true, but uh, we'll save that for another yeah, day. Yeah, David Johnson is actually on my sleepers list. Not because he's some like great secret, but you know what? He's going in the uh, seventh round. He had 147 attempts last year, 691 yards, six touchdowns, 4.7 yards per carry. By the way, that's very, that's very, that's fine. I know that he didn't really work out well for you because you took yeah. him really early. But if you're getting him in that's this true. in this late seventh round area this year, he could still catch the ball. He's still a great 33 catches last year. That team was a disaster, you know. I mean, seven a seventh round right now. That's, seems that's like where he was. seems like a steal. Yeah, like I would reach up to get him a little yeah. bit if I was uh, in running back trouble, which I no doubt will be. So you could probably expect me to be looking at David Johnson just based on his pedigree, you know? Yeah. I don't mind him, especially if th- this is a guy that used to, This guy went first overall a few years ago. You know what I mean? That's so, true, yeah. What, uh, what, I'm not saying he's still that guy, yeah. but I definitely will have my eye on him to see how training camp looks with David Johnson. One guy I'm really high on is uh, Chubba Hubbard yeah. for, for Carolina. Yeah. See, because. he's the number one handcuff, but unless McCaffrey goes down. All right, so uh, to, in closing, so uh, you got Nick Chubb real high on. Yep. Scott? Yeah, yep. absolutely. Jonathan yeah. Taylor? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Luke we, we disagree, Warm, but, uh, but I'm yeah. really, really high Montgomery. on Montgomery? Yeah. 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 David no. Montgomery? Yeah. Uh, I should add... Um, there was one guy we didn't talk about that I just will get in there real quick is Miles Sanders. He was another one of yeah. those uh, those third round uh, targets. Yeah. I think that getting away from Doug Peterson is going to do a real service for this guy because Doug yeah. Peterson was he was just dragging down the whole team. 
to be quite frank. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, uh, last year even, uh, 164 attempts, 800 yards, six touchdowns, 5.3 yards per carry for Sanders. That is nice. that is monstrous. This nice. guy led the league in fantasy points like two years ago, I believe, Miles Sanders. He had a really yeah. big season. I'm really high in his resurgence, and uh, I'll be eyeballing him if he falls. Gotcha. Anything else, guys? I think that covers it for the running backs. Yeah, we, yeah. we, touched, we, we, a t- we touched on a lot of guys, man. Respect to Kamara, who could be a must-have if you really wanted to throw him in there, because he, yeah. he's, I didn't, I didn't give him enough love uh, originally when I created my list, but he's, uh, he's right in there. Oh, and uh, Fournette went twenty-five in my last mock draft. Please don't do that. I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on with Yahoo or why they think uh, Fournette no. is a starting running back. No, I think it's just complete not. confusion. Uh, you might have a few suckers that buy the book and, and fall for that one if they get an early call. Copy. Uh, don't do that. Uh, he shouldn't even be on this list. Yeah, All right, is. guys. Like and subscribe. I think uh, we're going to post these to uh, YouTube, uh, audio only. And uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter, Fantasy Football yeah, Scouts. Yeah, and the uh, truth, you know. We're trying. This is uh, the, uh, the, running, <laughs> the running back position. And thanks for listening. Peace.